0: Welcome to Cornerstone, a podcast by Rebuild Fellowship. On today's episode, Pastor Chuck will deliver the final part of his message, which is titled Baggage Claim. Pastor Chuck's purpose in this message is to give us some divine strategies on ways we can overcome our baggage. Today, Pastor Chuck talks through the last of those strategies, which is talking about our posture. This message is a part of our larger Exodus series, but really focuses on Exodus 14, verses 30 and 31. So if you have your Bibles, please turn over there right now as we hop in with Pastor Chuck. Point three, our posture.
1: Our posture. Verse 13. Here we go. Excuse me. And Moses said to the people, fear not, stand firm. Fear not, stand firm and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will work for you today. For the Egyptians whom you see today, you shall never see again. Fear not stand firm and moses said to the people fear not stand firm see the salvation of the lord which he will work for you today listen that's a posture fear not some translations say do not lose heart some translations say take heart take 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 heart take strength take my heart my heart is that my heart is that I, I, it's not my will that you should perish that's my heart take my heart take heart take the heart of jesus And he says, listen, stand firm. Posture, stand firm. Uh, When um, uh, in practice, football, basketball, back in the day, I remember uh, our coaches used to always tell us, don't slump over. We'd be running drills or doing whatever, and the first thing we would do, we would go to our knees, right? We would take this downward or depressed posture. We would go to our knees, we'd be breathing heavy, and we're trying to get air. And they would always say this, that we said, no, 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 stand up if anything stand up hold your arms up like this uh, allow your allow your rib cage the ability to expand so your air can get lungs keep your head up breathe in through your nose stop breathing out through breathe in through your nose let the air come so your so your so your lungs so your mind can get the oxygen that it needs. i need you to stand up hold your arms up Or at least at at worst case, hold them on your head, but keep them up, stand straight up, stand straight. The air needs to get in. Allow the air to get in and to flow to all parts of your body. If you stand down here, you're not getting the air that you need, you're not getting the air. I need you to stand straight up, stand straight. It's your posture. Some of us in the spirit, in our inner man, that's what we've been doing all season long. Some of us been doing this for years. We stand hunched over. (laughs) we're breathing in through our mouths we're not not doing this we're not being we're not taking it through our nose that's why I give us those breathing exercises from time breathing through your nose listen it's amazing how much if you do that simple exercise of breathing how it does this it does the Psalm 4610 in your life it makes you still and know that he is God it begins you gives you focus and clarity and family here's my hope for you I'm trying to serve like Moses served back then and to say to you what the Lord, I believe the Lord is saying to me for us in this day. Fear not. Stand firm. See the salvation of the Lord. Let's not remain in this posture, family. Let's give this up today. (laughs)
0: Let's
1: let's do this. Let's hold up. Let's let's ask the Lord to breathe in us again. Let's receive his air. Let's receive his air. Let's, let's, let's receive that. Let's, let's, let's change our postures. Let's, let's, let's take faith over fear. That's what he was saying there. I need you to take faith over fear. They became fearful. And so because they had a wrong posture, they were saying on the wrong labels. Remember what I said, my big brother in the Lord said, uh, Pastor Brian Laris, what he said, he says, listen, uh, uh, um, uh, your, your, whatever has your attention also has your attitude and actions. Whatever has your attention. So if, if, if my uh, attention is not on, on focus on joy, then what am I going to have? I will have sorrow. I need to choose faith over fear. I need to choose laughter over crying for the joy of the Lord is my strength. And listen, family, hear me clear. I'm not saying that these life situations don't happen where we do. Um, fear does come up, where crying does happen, uh, where sorrow does uh, enter in. I'm not saying those. Some of you recently have loved, love, lost loved ones. Um, some of you have, have, have been um, um, uh, lost finances. Some of you have lost friends. Some of you have uh, lost relationships. There's some real things that have happened that have, have brought joy. I mean, have brought sorrow. They have uh, uh, bought worry. They have bought anxiety, they have bought these things into your life. These are real things. The things that are happening in our world, these are real things where it looks like there is no hope. But today I want you to say, family, yes, those things come in, but they also have to go out. They may come in one way, but they have to flee seven ways. And so what I'm saying today, family, is yes, when they do come, he says, listen, listen, I am the one who gives beauty for ashes. For the oil of, for mourning, I give the oil of joy. For heaviness, I give the garment of praise. It may come in one way. We may be impacted by it for a moment. But it does not have to remain for a lifetime. So God says, in me, I am the eye of your storm. Oh, do you hear me, fam? Looking to Jesus, the author and perfect. He says, I am the eye in your storm. I give you the eye, the ability to see how I'm leading, how I'm guiding. And my voice, And my voice, I'm also your ear in the storm. Because I can say, peace, be still. I can make the wind and the waves obey in your life just keep your eyes focused on me change your posture give me praise in the midst of your pain give me a hallelujah in the midst of your hurt give me joy in the midst of your of your junk give me give me give me a hand clap when you want to calm, when you want to shut down the voice of the enemy in life, stop clapping your hands. Give me praise. Change your posture. Begin to pray more. Instead of complaining, start praying. Start, start bringing that to the throne of grace. Start bringing that to me. Change your posture. Change your posture. Lord says... If we do those things, if we if we if we acknowledge those things, if we claim that those things are in us and we're ready to cast them, we want to be intentionally casting them in the way we won't miss the, the glory of God in verses 30 and 31. And that glory said he saved us. He saved us from the enemy, from the hand of the enemy. We saw our enemy dead on the seashore. And then we saw the great power of the Lord that he used for us that he still gives to us. The same power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead still lives, resides, and work in us. Now unto him who is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all we could ask or even imagine according to the power that is at work in us. When we change, when we release those things in the past, uh, when uh, when we don't allow our preferences to block us from his purpose and seeing his purpose, when we don't allow our posture to be one that doesn't give us the air of the Lord, the, the, the life of the Lord, the, 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 the Ruach, the breath of the Lord, to give us strength, to revive us, to refresh us. When we, when we don't like, if we allow those things, we do when we take this divine strategy and we claim it and cast it away, we claim and cast, then he says, we can see this glory, we can see the great power and then we will experience his salvation in whatever struggle that we're going through. And for some of you, that is salvation by what you no longer being your own God or you're trusting in the other gods, you're trusting in the true and living God for the well-being and care of your soul. So here's a practical application I want us to take away from all this. Practical application I want us to take away. Do you have a vision plan for your life? Or maybe for this season? What I mean by vision plan? Uh, Habakkuk 2 says this, and the Lord answered me, Write the vision, make it plain on tablets, so he may run who reads it. For still the vision awaits its appointed time. It hastens to the end, it will not lie. If it seems slow, wait for it. It will surely come, it will not delay. Behold, his soul is puffed up, it is not upright within him, but the righteous shall live by his faith. Do you have a vision plan? And what I mean by that vision plan is where you are right now, can you just sit with the Lord, ask him to give you passages in his holy word, verses in his holy word that will give you a vision to where he's leading or taking you? Do, do, if if you're believing God for you to be a homeowner one day, do you have a vision for that? Will you, will you write the vision, make it plain? And will you ascribe his holy word to it? So you won't make it be so it won't be by works that you can boast, but you'll understand that it is grace through faith in him that you receive this gift of home ownership, just like we did for salvation. You'll also do it for home ownership. If it's marriage, you desiring to be married, or are you in your current, do you have a vision for this current season of life for your marriage or your striving? Do you have, for your parenting, will you create a vision plan for that? That's 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 the assignment I'm asking you to take, family. That's the assignment I'm asking you to take. Imagine you take a vision for your, for your career. College students, this is for you, some of you adults that are already in, your, in the workplace, in the workforce. Here's something, do you have a vision plan? For your mother's father, for your parenting, like I said, do you have a vision plan? For, do you have a vision plan that you can write on tap and make it, so you can continue to run with endurance? So you continue. It, it's wait. The vision waits still for a point in time. This vision waited. Rebuild church. This vision waited for years before it came to be. But I thank God for it. It waited. But I wrote the vision. I made it plain and God brought it to pass. And this is something the lord is reminding me to do right now instructing me to do right now son i need you to put together a vision plan vision plan i got this uh this came home for me when we were prayer walking uh uh, saturday before last i believe it was when we were prayer walking um um um, the land that is by the facility all that land that was out there uh i I, I was i I got um i believe but i was walking in unbelief i had asked the lord for that land i've been asking for him and i know he's able to do it and I, and I, and I lost, I lost sight of it. And I got a little, i be honest, I got a little fearful in my faith. I did. I got fearful. And I'm seeing what God is doing for some other, some other churches and things of that nature. And I, I'm saying like, okay, God, maybe this is too big. Maybe this is too big for us. That you would give us all this land. And we could do some of these things that you already, that you already gave me ideas about. That you are, I walked in Fear. In that moment the lord took me back out there and he reminded me with man things are impossible with god all things are possible i know he's able y'all and my faith got stirred up again my faith got stirred up again and i saw some of my other brothers and sisters i saw barbara i saw demetrius i saw sarah i saw my wife i saw yolanda i saw i saw those five people and five reminds me of the number of grace Five is the the number of grace, the number of favor. And I remember I saw those five people praying. It was Aunt Barbara. It was, oh, thank you, Holy Ghost. I saw Aunt Barbara. I saw Demetrius. I saw Sarah McNeil. I saw the two Yolanda's. And they were walking, and they began to intercede. They began to pray prayers of faith. And my faith began to stir and I was fighting, y'all. I was wrestling because I had become fearful. I was like Eeyore in that moment. I became fearful. My head was down, and I was like, God, this is too big. This is too big. I, I, we don't, the, the money, there's the money factor, there's the, there's the people factor, God, we would need more people to give more money, which I'm depending on man, and I'm, I'm saying all these things in my mind, and God said, who am I? Who do you say that I am? Family I fall victim to, I'm telling you this, I fall victim to. I had a past that I was leaning into. I had preferences that I was leaning into in that moment. And I had a posture that was not benefiting me, but the Lord spoke a word. He got me and he's still, he's still renewing me in the inside in my inner man to believe and trust to that degree. And I tell y'all all the time, God can do anything but fail, but here it is in my moment. Here it is, I'm believing that, this, that God can't do this thing. So, God, again, I say, forgive me, Lord. Forgive me for wavering in my faith in this moment and not believing that you're still the able God. God, even if you don't do it, you're still well able. God, forgive me. Forgive me. Forgive me. Forgive me for leaning in man thinking that we got to get more people, hundreds and hundreds of more people to come into our church and give more money. Forgive me for thinking that that is rooted on a man, that that weight, that glory is supposed to be on man and not on the glory of God. Forgive me, Jesus, for trusting and thinking that way. Father, I'm asking for forgiveness. I did that. I did that. I fell short in my faith, and I got worried, and I became I became uh, oppressed in that moment, and I succumbed to fear, and I did not walk in faith. God, I did that. God, I did. I did that. And God, thank you for this moment of restoring to me the joy of your salvation and reminding me again that you are the impossible working God. That with man, things are impossible. But with God, all things are possible. Thank you that you're still a way maker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness. That's who you are kind of God. And beside you, there is none other. So, God, thank you for for helping. I believe, God, but helping my unbelief. God, I thank you for helping my unbelief, even in this moment, Jesus. God, I thank you. (sighs) Family, I'm just asking you, do you have a vision plan for whatever it is? Vision plan. Would you write a vision plan? And as you're writing the vision plan, this is why scripture is important. Make sure it's it's in line with his will. That's John 15. Start there. John 15, start there. Right. He says, if you abide in me, you abide in my love, you abide in my statutes. Those are three things that he lists in John 15. He said, Ask and it, it will be done for you. You got to abide in him. And he says, then he, he references abiding in his love, and he references abiding in his statutes, his commands. He said, if you do those things, he said, ask and it, it will be done for you. Write the vision, make it plain. Part of things that will help us continue to see and release that baggage will have a vision that comes from the Lord that is attached to his holy word and that will lead and guide you in moments of weakness and worry. It'll continue to guide you. You can run on as Habakkuk 2 says, so he may run who reads it. It won't slow your momentum. You'll keep going across on dry ground. When fear, doubt, unbelief, worry, anxiety, all those things come in, our dry ground turns to mud and it slows us up. And for some of us, it becomes quicksand. It sinks us in. But today I'm hoping to set you free from that. Not I'm setting you free. I hope to be used. I'm hoping and thanking God to use me, through me, to release you to be
0: free in Jesus, whom the Son set free is free indeed. And that's where we'll stop and pause for today. Thank you for taking the time with us today. If you would like to learn more about our church or have us pray for you in any way, you can find us at www.rebuildchurch.com. That's www.rebuildchurch.com. Our church meets in Durham, North Carolina. And if you're looking for a church to attend, we would love to have you join us. On our website, you can find the dates that we are meeting in person as we are still operating under a modified schedule due to the pandemic. You can also find our full services on our YouTube channel each and every Sunday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time. Please join us for our next episode as Pastor Chuck starts a new message that continues our walk through the book of Exodus.